You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. So hey there, everybody. Um, this is Cyber Time Bite, episode 10, with your boy, Stephen. <laughs> and... Oh man, I mean, this episode is going to be, I, I know I say this all the time, but every time I bring a guest on, it's going to be good. Or, all the time. I mean, I have a guest on all the time. That's the point of the show, Cyber Time Bite. But today, um, I'm, I just want to let you know that, sorry everyone, for last week coming out a day late because um, power surge happened around my house, so so it was kind of awkward. So, so sorry last week's episode came out. <laughs> On Thursday? Sorry about that. But, you know, they always come out on Wednesday. This one come out on Wednesday, so we'll all be good. So today, we uh, I have a really awesome guest. Someone that, I, that, that I've been watching on YouTube, and she's really, really awesome. And um, you may know her, too. She She's a big she's a big old Sonic fan, and, and she's... Can I go fast? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm with I'm with Kyra the Hedgehog from YouTube, also known as uh, Kira Fox. Uh, is kind of what I've been going by ever since I uh, started doing more panels and less YouTube videos. But since moving to Japan, I uh, my Japan channel is called Ginger Gaiden. So I I feel like I have a, a lot of names, <laughs> maybe too many. Don't remember people. Ninja Gaiden is still a game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was kind of, it was weird, like, that was kind of the play I was going for, the play on uh, Ninja Gaiden and then Ginger Gaiden, so it worked out. (laughs) It was actually someone on Facebook, one of my friends on Facebook uh, thought of the name, but, so I can't take credit for that, but. (laughs) But Yeah, I mean, like, this is is awesome, man. I mean, I, um, I usually, I, usually I start with the last time we talked, but this is the first time we talked. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Besides, like going back and forth on Twitter and stuff, but yeah, yeah. Besides <laughs> that, this is the first time we talked, and it's really, it's really awesome. The um, just a warning, everyone who's listening to this right now, um, may not notice, but I'm recording this at eleven at night because, because here's the thing: she lives, she well, she's from the states, but she moved to Japan, so now, so we're on this big old difference where she's a day ahead of me, and I'm, and we're like sixteen hours apart. It feels like. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. It is sixteen. It's either fourteen or fifteen, sixteen. It's something like that. I don't know. So for her right now, it's just a normal middle of the day for me. It's the dead of night. It's daylight. It's daylight outside for me. How weird is that? It's so it's so cool. So so let's start from the so let's start from the um from the very beginning. So what made you want to join YouTube? Like like obviously besides being creative. Um, it was all kind of spur of the moment. Um, I was 17 and I was in high school at the time and I just had started, um, getting more into, uh, what's the word for it? I call it the politics of gaming. Um, and like I was getting into console wars and understanding how development works and stuff like that. And I was watching a lot of YouTube videos on gaming and I was like, you know, I have my own opinions on certain things in video games, and I want to make a platform for myself. And there was a lot of individuals on YouTube who I got super um, 
influenced by, like Alpha Omega Sin, if you know him, mm-hmm. and Jack the Bomb. They were they were my two. Um, they were the two that I looked up to the most as far as making YouTube videos. And one day, senior year of high school, I um, I was actually sick home from school, and so I thought, hey, what a perfect time to make a, a video. And I had no idea what to make my video on, so. I decided to make it on uh, a GameStop rant because those tended to be really popular back in like 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. So I did this GameStop rant about how I like hate some of the things GameStop did, and uh, one of the YouTubers that I looked up to, Jack the Bomb, uh, noticed the video and she decided to like share it on her own channel, and that's how I got my first uh, like 200 subscribers. And then from there, I just got a lot of. Uh, inspiration and motivation to keep making videos and when I was pumping out the Nintendo uh, the Nintendo 64 collection videos and more Sonic videos it just kind of exploded I honestly don't think at that time there was a lot of uh, female representation in the Sonic fandom uh, and that's what a lot like a lot of people were drawn to my channel because I, I was a female that liked Sonic games, whereas a lot of the Sonic YouTubers were male. And a lot of, um, like, female subscribers. I've met. i I've never met more females who liked Sonic through my channel than, like, anything else. So that's kind of how it started and how it ended up exploding <laughs> in that first couple uh, years. That, that's really cool. And that, that's actually really, really cool. And so, like, so... The... Do you think with with you being like the I guess like I guess being like the first female Sonic channel I guess um, what was it Do you think that you were an inspiration to other females to be like if she could do this I could do it too Yeah I I really don't know because um, there was I wish I could remember her her channel name but there was another um, girl who'd followed my channel who started making her own videos and she she was like 12 or 13 when she started um, and she said she started doing her videos because of me and I was like wow that's crazy my videos suck but okay <laughs> and um, and then uh, you might know Emmy Jones um, like she is huge in the Sonic fandom these days like she does a lot of singing and voice acting and it was really weird because I knew who she was, but I never had like watched any of her videos. But I started following her on Twitter, and she seems like just a really cool person. And I recently found out that she actually knew who I was and had watched my videos before, and that was really weird to me because Emmy is so big in the fandom now. Mm-hmm. That was that was really strange. So, um, it's it's just nice to see more females in the Sonic fandom because that wasn't something that I ever found. I, I was the only female at my high school who was into Sonic. If I was on any Sonic forms, it was all males, and that's totally fine, but um, it's really cool to finally meet some females who are, are into Sonic and excited about it. Do you know Do you know what would have been really cool? I don't know if you did a video on these yet, but do you know what would have been a really cool video idea if you can, if, if they were still around today? What's that? You, you should have done a video on the Sonic Central website. And Sonic Central. Oh man, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was. A, it was. I think it was only. A, I think there was a, a European version and an American version. And the American version, obviously, is the one I know because I was, you know, America. So, right, right. And and the other website you should have done 
this website would have been perfect for your channel if you if it was still around today for you to do a video on. You should have done a video on um Twinkle Park. Oh yeah, I could have done that. <laughs> I guess I never thought about it at the time. No, you remember that website? It was the it was the website that was all based around Sonic and Amy. <laughs> yeah, I like remember that so vaguely. Now that I never would have remembered it had you not mentioned it. But now, now that now I like have flashbacks of like what that website looks like and everything. No, that website was like one of my. I'm not gonna lie, that was one of my favorite websites ever growing up because I had my favorite fan fiction. That I loved reading. I read it over and over and over. It's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I remember, like, my main go-to Sonic website was always the Sonic Stadium, which they're still doing stuff, so Sonic that's Stadium. really cool. Is it, yeah, the Sonic Stadium. Is It It, it kind of sounds like Pokemon Stadium, but it's a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. But they, they've been around for a long time, and they're still going strong. They do a lot of things. Like, they go to, um, like, too many games, or they go to all of the game conventions where the Sonic uh, mm -hmm. announcements happen, so. So, like... Oh, here's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this down on you, and I know this is gonna be a hard one, but favorite Sonic game? Um, Sonic Adventure by far. The original Sonic Adventure, not not Sonic Adventure two, but Sonic Adventure is my favorite. Um, that one just has a really great story to me, even though age well. I have a lot of nostalgia with Sonic Adventure. I think the gameplay is, is fantastic. I don't think there's anything wrong with the controls. I don't think it's a very glitchy game. The Chow Garden is amazing. Um, I like the adventure fields. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just exploration to it. And I, I feel like that's why I like Adventure rather than Adventure 2. While I love Adventure 2, I feel like there is more to the first adventure. And the music is fantastic. So that's my favorite Sonic game of all time. My favorite Sonic game is probably going to be a. It's going to be an odd one because a lot of people don't seem to like it, but I really like Sonic Spinball. Really? Yeah, that game is really hard for me. I owned that when I was a kid, and uh, I could never beat it. I've still never beat the game. I can barely get out of the first level. <laughs> no, the, the, here's the funny part. I, I've been playing that game for years. Like, I've been playing it for years and years and years, and I played it through the. Um, the Sonic Mega Collection for the GameCube, and then I upgraded to an Xbox, and then I got the Sonic, uh, what do you call it, the Sonic Genesis Collection that has all the Sonic games on it, but it also has every single popular Sega Genesis game on it. Yeah, like Sega, is it Sonic Gems Collection or Sonic Mega Collection? No, it's the, uh, the Sonic's, it's called Sonic's Genesis Collection, I think. Oh, okay, okay. And, um, and it, and, I, and then I got a, again. Then I got that. And then it, when I figured out that game was on there, I was like, "Oh, it's go time!" <laughs> and and I made it to the I made it to the level when you're in space, and there's the big old rocket ship you're supposed to you're supposed to get on, and it's supposed to go up into space to beat Robotnik, but but I never got past that level because because all the emeralds are in like the most inconvenient place and you gotta be very strategic or else you're gonna die oh man yeah i don't think i've ever even gotten past the first level in that game so more power to you that you can get that far at least yeah it's a my, hard game my favorite level is the is the one where you're where where it looks like a machine and and you're and you're freeing all the you're freeing all the flickies from the from the low jail cells and mm. that that, le that level is that level's pretty fun. But yeah, I mean, that's 
That's my favorite Sonic game. I mean, I like the originals too. You know, Sonic One, Sonic Two, Sonic Three. Those are all pretty good. But, but what are your thoughts on when they made Sonic Four? Oh man, um, <laughs> I feel like Sonic Mania should have been Sonic Four. It's it's the real Sonic Four in my eyes. But um, you know, I don't actually remember having anything to play Sonic Four on. Except for my phone. And I think that was the biggest problem. Is that I played Sonic 4 on my, on my phone. And playing Sonic on your phone should never be a thing. It's just extremely difficult the way the controls are set up. Um, but uh, my husband, well he was my boyfriend at the time. He bought it on Steam. And I played it on his computer. And it's not a bad game. It just doesn't feel like it deserved the title of Sonic the Hedgehog 4. So that's, like, the sad thing. Like, if anything, Sonic Mania deserves the title of Sonic 4 because it's a fantastic game. But no one ever no one ever really talks much about Sonic 4. I feel like it, it it's a decently good game, but it just kind of went in our brains and then out the next day. Like, no one really cares about it. No one really talks about I mean, it that you much. The, so. You went in the one year and went out the other? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's just... <sighs> I never really hear anyone talk about it. No one really says it's their favorite Sonic game. To be honest, I can't remember much about it beyond the first couple levels. Well, I mean, I want to play. I'm, I mean, I want to play Sonic Mania because I never had the chance to play Sonic Mania. It looks so good, though. I mean, it looks like oh, dude, it's game. incredible. It is fantastic. <laughs> it has my entire heart. <laughs> it, it has been great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like it has every, it has everything in the world. <laughs> no, it does. That's how I feel about it. I love that game so much. Did you get the fancy uh, collector's edition with Sonic standing on the Genesis and the ring and all that? No, I didn't. I've never. I've always missed out on um, the collector's editions for Sonic games. Uh, every time, like Sonic Generations too. I I missed out on that collector's edition too, but. Um, I, I ended up getting Sonic Mania on my PC. Actually, I had a Twitch follower. Um, uh, I, go, I call him Absolute because that's his um, Twitch name. But he actually gifted it to me on Steam, um, which was like incredibly nice of him because I was able to stream it on Twitch and everything. But I never, um, I didn't get a physical version of Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, I might change that when I pick up a Nintendo Switch. I might pick up a physical version of it so that I can have Sonic Mania portable. Um, but no, I, I never could get the uh, the collector's edition of it. But um, no, that that's cool. But like, what um, what's your what's your least favorite Sonic game? Like, which one do you would you be like, uh, not this one, this one, like like not this one though. Um, my least favorite Sonic game. Um, I, okay, Can I'll I start guess? out by saying this is that. It's, it's not that it's my least favorite Sonic game, it's just I was very disappointed because I, I hyped it up a lot, and that would be Sonic and the Secret Rings. Because um, I had just gotten a Wii, this was like 2007, I had just gotten a Wii, um, and I asked for, um, I think I asked my uh, one of my family members if I could get Sonic uh, and the Secret Rings for my birthday, and it was so hyped for it, and I just couldn't wait for my birthday so I could have it and played it. And I got it, and I played it, and I was just incredibly disappointed by the way it controlled. Because um, that was the first Sonic game that it came out since I had played through, like, Shadow the Hedgehog and Sonic Heroes. and Or, excuse me, yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog, Sonic Heroes, and Sonic Riders. All fantastic games. So this was the real, the first real Sonic game that I was super disappointed in. 
But now when I go back and play it, it's not that bad. I just think I had too many expectations for it, but I'll always have it in my head that, oh, like I was so upset and so let down by that game that that's probably my least favorite Sonic game. So I I would still stick with Sonic and the Secret Rings. I think it has a fantastic soundtrack. And honestly, the level design is great, but I just don't care for any of the storybook series as far as Sonic games go. I I don't know. know, I know know this is going to sound like a weird assumption, but... I don't know what it was, what it is, but Sonic and the Black. I never. Okay, the ones I haven't played was Sonic Unleashed and Sonic and the Black Knight. But I did own Sonic and the Secret Rings. But what happened was that it, well, I, I I got rid of it because my brother took it when he moved down. He moved in with his girlfriend. But but um, I had it. But for some reason, and I know Sonic Unleashed and Sonic and the Black Knight are exactly the same way because I saw footage on YouTube of it. But like, it. It, it kind of is, it's kind of like this for me. When I played it, it was kind of like eating oatmeal, but after mm-hmm. you eat it for a while, you lose the flavor, and that's what yeah. it felt like to me. Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it, actually. It's like it was like it was like oatmeal you had enough of. That's that's how. Yeah, yeah, I totally see it like that too. So I mean, so I don't really like those games, and that's why I never bought them or recommend them. Because I, because because of course I also like Sonic Heroes. Sonic Heroes is a fantastic game. Um, uh, I never played Shadow the Hedgehog. Um, because isn't that the only Sonic game that allowed cursing? Yeah, it is. There's not a lot of it. Um, I, I remember because when that game came out, I was, uh, <laughs> I was pretty young, so I I didn't like the idea of cursing either, or more I didn't like the idea of having a game with cursing in it that my parents would be upset with. Uh, so I feel you on that, but it's it's not that much cursing actually. And um, Sonic Riders, Sonic Riders was a good one. the The first one, at least, that one was really good. Yeah, the other two are garbage. Well, <laughs> the first one's great, but wait, wait, there was um, no wait, there was Sonic one, there was Sonic Riders one, there, there was the second one for the Wii, right? Yeah. And then the third then one is the Free Riders. Yeah, the third one's Sonic Free Riders, right? Yeah. Gosh, I heard I heard Sonic Free Riders sucks. Yeah, you have to like stand to play because it's Xbox. Um, what's it called? Xbox Connect. Yeah, it's Xbox Connect. Um, you need that to play it. I don't want to play Sonic Riders like that. I just want to play it with the original GameCube controls. Now, what do you prefer? Do you prefer Sonic? Do you prefer? Okay, three different ways. Do you prefer Sonic Racing in the style of Sonic R, Sonic Riders, or Sonic Sonic in Sega All-Stars um, original and transforms? Uh, definitely Sonic R. Okay, so Sonic R. Sonic Adventure, I always call my favorite Sonic game from the 2000s up, even though the original came out in 1998. I go with the Sonic Adventure Director's Cut version that came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um but my favorite Sonic game from the 90s is actually Sonic R. Um, so I would I would definitely answer Sonic R because I love the idea that you're just running on your feet. You don't have to have some kind of like airboard or um, a vehicle of any kind. Um, you just run on your feet. And I, I love the music from that game. And I would love to see them do more Sonic R stuff. Um, which is interesting because Team Sonic Racing comes out later this year. Um, which I'm pretty stoked about i wish they hadn't taken the car route because honestly it just feels like another sega all-stars racing game Mm -hmm. so i don't get what's different about it but um yeah i'd love to see another sonic r kind of game if this new one that's coming out will probably be like mario kart double dash where you have one guy driving and the other guy standing in the back 
Maybe. Yeah, this you know the sad thing is I haven't looked any at any almost any gameplay of it. Um, I'm just kind of trusting it, and I'm gonna pick it up for Switch when it comes out. Um, I just wish they would have gone. They wouldn't have gone with cars. Everyone want, everyone does car. There's so many car racing games already. I don't get why they had to go with a car. Well, I mean, well, I mean, like it's 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 the difference between fantasy and real and realism because you know there's Gran Turismo, which is real and then there's like you know mario kart and sonic racing and you know there's yeah the, yeah there's a nickelodeon one coming out soon oh really a nickelodeon one huh. yeah they're gonna have rugrats spongebob you know the the generic ones you know that everyone knows yeah yeah um but but like but like what you what you thought when they put sonic and smash Bros. and everyone was like oh yeah now we're gonna see we're gonna see nintendo versus sega mario versus sonic in in smash brothers beating each other up what do you follow that <laughs> um so do you mean like back when he was in um when he was in brawl i think brawl was where he was introduced um yeah uh that i, I remember because uh, when the brawl roster was coming out I was uh, in high school, and I, this is, like, so specific, but I clearly remember um, sitting in, actually, study hall class every day where I had access to a computer, and I would just always be constantly watching the Super Smash Bros. Brawl uh website because they would like come out with something every day and then every week they'd come out with a new um character to play as and i remember them coming out with sonic the hedgehog and that was the coolest thing to me um at that point i wasn't a big smash bros fan but because they put sonic in smash bros brawl i like decided to pick it up and play it uh so now i really like it um I like that he's continued to be in the games. I think he's a really good um, addition to the roster. But I do wish, I, I, in in my selfish hopes, I hope that they put more Sonic characters in the new one. I'm surprised Tails haven't made it in yet. Yeah, Tail, Tails would be Tails would be an interesting um, addition. I I also feel like they could do uh, Shadow as um, what do they call the characters uh, that kind of have the same moves? So that, uh, is it called a Shadow character? Something like that. I don't know. I feel like they should add Shadow as like a skin to Sonic or something like that. I mean, like they they did the, they did the thing with Wario. They like when you when you choose Wario, you can have him from WarioWare. You can have him as a different color, and then you can have him in the overalls. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they could do that with Sonic because they did that with um, Peach. Oh, it's an Echo Fighter. It's called an Echo Fighter. Because uh, like Daisy is now an Echo Fighter for Peach, and Crom is an Echo Fighter for Lucina, so I feel like they could do Shadow as an Echo Fighter for um, Sonic. Mm -hmm. But I would also like to see like Tails added, maybe even Knuckles. But I think Tails would be the best, the best character. Well, Tails is Tails is like the man. I mean, he's backup for Sonic. He should be in a fighting game. <laughs> yeah, he he, and he's a fan favorite, so I feel like that'd be a smart move. <laughs> I'm I'm su I'm such a Luigi main. I, I I've been using Luigi in those games for so many years. I've pretty I'm I'm pretty sure I know how to play with him by this point. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't think I've ever met a Luigi main before. That's pretty interesting. I mean, like it's, I mean, like I'm not like I'm not like oh I'm gonna join a tournament tomorrow and win the whole thing kind of guy. But like I can yeah. I can play as him and do pretty well. But like I'm not gonna win any tournaments. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Like, if if I did have a Switch or anything, or or a system with Brawl on it that could play online, I would totally add you, and I would totally play with you if you would, if you liked, but... 
Yeah, I actually I don't have a way to play um, Smash Bros. Brawl right now. I don't have my Wii. I have my Wii U, but I don't have like my Wii or my Wii controllers or anything. So I don't think I have. I don't even have my disc for Brawl with me. So uh, I only have Smash Four with me in Japan right now. So, so like, oh, speaking of Japan, I know because I know you live there and you probably have seen this in Japan arcade somewhere. But you remember that Sonic game um, with the trackball? It's only in Japan. Um, with the trackball. Um, no, I don't think I do. I don't think I'm recalling it. Well, there. Well, in well in Japan only, they have this Sonic game that um that you play that you play Sonic on a trackball, and you can only imagine how hard that is. Um. Yeah. I I actually found it in the states at this arcade that's in my that's in Illinois, like not even that far away from me called the Galloping Ghost Arcade, and it's the biggest arcade with classic games from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and it's the biggest classic arcade, like, in the in the country, I think, because people said that people come from, like, all over the world to come to this place, and I've been there twice, and they had that arcade game there, and I played it, and what's to say I really suck? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I've never even heard of it or seen it in my life. You want me? you want me to send it to you? Yeah, if you send it to me on Twitter, I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it I haven't played in a while, so I can't so I can't see how I am today. But it's, yeah, it's a concept though. It's it was a concept, all right. <laughs> mm. So what have you ever played Sonic the Fighters? Um, I have. I haven't. I've never. Okay, well, I originally had never played the arcade set of it. Um, I played it when it came out on Sonic Jam, Sonic Gems Collection uh, for the GameCube for the very first time. And then um, at Otakon one year, I think it, I'm pretty sure it was Otakon, um, in the arcade they had um, like the arcade machine for Sonic the Fighters, and I played it there, and it was really cool. And they've had it the last couple of years at MAGFest, they've had Sonic the Fighters, but uh, I mostly played it on the GameCube on Sonic Gems Collection, and it's a fun game. I've played it, beaten it, unlocked all the characters, Super Sonic, and stuff like that, and uh, I think it's really fun. Yeah, I think I, I, I have it on uh, 360, because I was an X... Yes, I didn't get PlayStation 3, I went the whole Xbox route. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, but I got it for 360 for, their, for the Xbox store, and it's it's not a bad game. I mean, it's 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 a game that you, that anyone can pick up and play with. Like like you don't have to know like fancy combos like Mortal Kombat to play with your friends. You know. Right, right. It's weird because I'm not really into fighting games that much. Like I, I've never been on the Street Fighter or the uh, any of those you know main fighting games. I've never been a big fan of those games. Not that they're bad. I've just never been good at them. I've never played them much. Um, but I do love Sonic the Fighters. So like, now, now I now I gotta ask. And I know you're probably not gonna be into this, but I'm a personally I'm like a wrestling fan. So yeah, is New Japan pro wrestling huge over there? Um, I don't know. I don't. I I don't. I don't really see anything like you're talking about WWE. I don't see anything like that really. Um. I don't even see, like, a lot of stuff. Sumo wrestling, you know, is kind of big here, but I don't really see anything like that either. So I can't say that it is. I'm not really sure. Maybe I'm just not into that scene mm-hmm. enough to notice it, but I, I don't. I definitely don't notice it when I go out. That's cool. I, I mean, because what what part of um, 
Like, do you live on, like, well, I don't know. Is there, like, how do I explain it? So, do you know how, like, in the States, there's the city, and then there's the suburbs, and then there's the yeah, country? Yeah, there's the country. So, how's it like, how's it that, how's it like over there? Is it, is it the city, then the suburbs, then the country, or is it, like, different over there? Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Um, since Japan is so small, the population density is pretty high, meaning that, you know, uh, there's a lot more people per square mile and stuff. So it's very rare that you'll just see miles and miles of miles of nothing like you will in the United States. Um, so I, I live in a pretty rural area. Like I can look outside my window and it's just rice paddies and mountains and very few buildings and stuff. So I feel like I'm out in the country. But at the same time, I can walk to the station over here and uh, take a train and in less than 30 minutes be in a huge city of a million people, which is Sendai City, um, which is just the, a really major city in Japan. So uh, that's the nice part about being so small is that I can go from it being super, super country to it being super urban in in the matter of a couple minutes. Um, so, yeah. So what um now now I guess this is like the big major question the uh, big major question <laughs> um but what was your decision to go like going to Japan Oh man <laughs> that's kind of a long process but I guess the shorter answer is that um I'd always I've always wanted to go to Japan at least to visit and I I've always had it float around my mind that I wanted to live there one day um, and in college, I met my now husband, Alan, um, and actually the day I met him is the creepiest thing. The day I met him, he was like, well, I am currently studying, um, to get an English and teaching degree, uh, so that I can go teach in Japan. And I was like, yo, dude, I love Japan too. And turns out that he had already been to Japan before he came in 2011, um, for a summer and, uh, literally a couple months after that, Mostly because of our love of Sonic the Hedgehog in Japan. Uh, we started dating and eventually got married. And then we were talking about, like, hey, you know, like, Ellen still wanted to do the Japan thing. And I was totally 100% supportive of that and totally all for it. Um, and we he applied with this company. Um, he got the interview. We drove to D.C., um, so that he could have his in-person interview where he would do like demo lessons and stuff. And, um, they were really impressed with him. So he got the job and then we moved here in March and it just kind of all happened so fast. Cause, um, he applied for the job in March, 2017. And within this, he, he got the interview in April. We found out we were going in May and then like within that seven or eight months we were moved here. So everything happened within the span of less than a year. So it all happened so fast. Uh, by, um, by the way, congratulations yeah. on the marriage. Thank you. Thank you. We've been married for three years now. But uh, but yeah, thank you. Yeah, so so like so I'm pretty sure if you really, really wanted to, you could you like if we were to like go on to like some kind of like like contest of who could speak Japanese the be the best you probably blow me out of the water because you probably know all Japanese because you probably had to know it all before going to Japan so you can 
or speak with the people. You know? <laughs> oh, man, I wish. My Japanese is actually terrible. Um, I'm currently studying it. Um, I know how to read it better than I can understand it verbally. Um, but that's also just because I'm a visual learner and not an auditory learner. Um, but, like, when people are talking in Japanese, I just, I can't. I can't translate it fast enough to know what they're saying, so I just have really bad Japanese. But um, writing and reading has been coming along really well. I've, I've been practicing every day. Um, I'm actually taking a test in December um, called the JLPT, uh, to or the Japanese Language Proficiency Test, to see kind of how my progress is going. But it's really hard. I mean, I can order food. I can ask where things are. Um, I can ask for directions, like simple stuff like that. But... Um, there's a lot of stuff I can't do. So I'm still studying, and it's just another language is such a big thing to tackle. So hopefully uh, hopefully living here actually helps that. Have you ever had to say konnichiwa before? Yeah, all the time, all the time. Um, like walking into stores, people will say, irasaimase, konnichiwa, and, which is basically like, welcome to our store, hello. Um, and then you can just say it back and... Yeah, it's it's really cool to be able to use it daily because even though I was studying in the states, um, you know most people aren't going to be using it daily. Whereas here, I use it every day, several times a day, which helps for practice. So, mm-hmm. it's nice. It's nice living in the country of the language that you're trying to learn. So, is um, have you ever seen a Neo Geo console ever ever since you've been there, like in a in like in a gaming store? Um, I have. Yeah, there's actually a um. Kind of like a, what are they called? Um, not a consignment shop, but um, like a secondhand shop right in front of my house that has a, like tons of technology and gaming stuff, and they have every, they have everything. The only thing I don't think I've seen is like a Virtual Boy, but I have seen a Neo Geo. But I haven't seen a Neo Geo Pocket though. I want to get one of those too. Yeah, yeah, I've I've always wanted those because they I think they have a Sonic game for the Neo Geo, and I never. Neo picked it up. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog Pocket Adventure. Yeah, that's what it is. I've never played that game. I always want to play it. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, but I've never seen one. Do you, but do you know? Do you know what kind of? It doesn't grind my gears. But do you know what? Do you know what I kind of like? Was like, why did they do this? Was when the Game Gear came out. It was we all know it was basically the Master System, but it said it was for your hands and you could take it anywhere. But like, why did they remake? Like basically every single Sonic game for that thing, and they just made them more crappy than they were. Uh, to be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. It's just I don't know. It just it just was. I mean, like they did Sonic Spinball on there, and I played it for the Gems Collection, and and you know it just when I played the when I played like the Genesis version, and then it goes to the Game Gear version. It, I when I play that Game Gear version, I'm like. Well, what is the, what is this trinity? <laughs> yeah, I remember having a Game Gear back in the day, and I had Sonic 2 for it, and I swear, I was like, oh man, this is like Sonic 2 on the Genesis, but Portal, and no, I, or Portable, and I'm like, no, I could have not have been more wrong. <laughs> did you, um, did you ever have a Nomad? I never, no, I never had a Nomad. Yeah, that, um, supposedly that's supposed to be, like, the... The console where you can bring, where you can actually put the cartridge in the thing and you can play the game, like the physical game on a portable screen, but the battery life was, but the eight batteries, like nothing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever even seen one of those. 
How about um, Turbo Graphics? No, not well. Okay, I've seen. I've, I don't think I've seen one of those either, actually. I've seen those in the States. I don't think I've ever seen one here. Well, there's called the PC Engine. Oh, uh, okay. See, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, in the, in the States, it's the Turbo Graphics where you are. It would be called the PC Engine. Mm-mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, so, so, like, so, tell, I guess, tell us, the crowd, and me, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, <laughs> but, but, um... How is uh like how is it living in Japan on a daily basis compared to living in the states? Oh man, uh, there's a lot of good things. Um, I think there's more good than bad for sure. Uh, eating out is a lot cheaper. Um, I got this huge meal yesterday of chicken katsu uh, or no 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 yeah chicken katsu, rice miso soup. Um, for like eight bucks, and it was this huge meal where you like sit at a table on a pillow on the floor. It's like really traditional Japanese and um, just eating out is super cheap and um, being able to not have to drive everywhere is so nice because I don't know how far in the city you live in Chicago, but when I lived in Virginia, I lived in the middle of nowhere, Virginia, and to get anywhere you have to drive a car. And I mean, I have a car here in Japan, but um, usually what I do is I walk to the train station and I can take the train anywhere I want. And if I want to get to Tokyo, I don't even have to get in a car at all. I could just get go to the train station, get on the bullet train, and go down to Tokyo. And I think those are the two biggest things that I really like about Japan is that eating out is very affordable. You actually don't have to tip here. Like, you have to tip in the States. But um, mm-hmm. And then the, the travel. is just the travel is so much easier. I can basically go anywhere I want to go on a train. For no, for me, for me to be able from where because no, it's funny because in December I moved because I used to live in another town, and I moved to like like a town like two towns away or a town away from where I used to live, and for me to get for me to get down to downtown Chicago from where I live, I would have to Uber it from my house to the metro station, which is like a town away or two towns Dang. away. Mm-hmm. Then get in the metro, then go to the city. <laughs> it's just, yeah, oh man. It's, it feels like a pain. <laughs> it is a pain. If you want to spend the money to, to get the Uber, and then the Uber to the station, and then from the station to where you need to go in the city. Yeah, yeah. And there, there. I mean, there are cities here around me where, like, you would have to get in the car and drive to the next town to go to the station. But I'm lucky enough to where I, I'm so lucky with where I live because I live in a city where on one side of the city is like the station, and on the other side it's like super country. So I kind of get the best of both worlds. Like I have really easy access to the city and major shopping and major places, but I can also come home and just relax and it'd be very quiet and peaceful and stuff over here so i really like that i really lucked out that that's really cool i mean i mean what um i anime is really big over there right oh yeah it's it's insanely huge over here what's the uh what's the anime everyone's talking about right now in japan oh it's the anime everyone's talking about right now um I'm going to be honest, Darling on the Franks got really popular. Um, there were some arcades that did um, prize figures for Darling on the Franks, and they all got one and then sold out, and people are selling them at stores for 
insane amounts of money. But um, some other big ones that are being talked right now, Girls in Ponzer is very big. Um, even though the movie came out, you know, last year, it's it's still going strong. So I'd say some of the main ones are like Girls in Ponzer, Darling the Franks, um, a lot of idol anime. And I, I get so tired of idol shows, but those are big here. Um, there's a show called uh, Love is Hard for an Otaku or Watakoi. Um, that the manga here, there are lines at the bookstore every time the the new volume comes out. Uh, so that's really popular. But the staple ones that'll always be really popular in Japan is Detective Conan, One Piece, um, Naruto. Yeah, well, see, Naruto. It's weird. Naruto. I feel like it's weird because Naruto is so popular in the states, but I can't honestly say. I feel like Naruto was ever as big here as it was back in the States. Because I honestly don't see that much Naruto at all. Even with Boruto still running um, right now, like mm-hmm. airing, there's just not a lot of Naruto uh, right now. Actually, what's more popular here right now is My Hero Academia. That's huge. My, do you but mean My Naruto, Hero Macadamia? Really <laughs> I'm sorry? You mean My Hero Macadamia? <laughs> no, oh you my god, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that joke. But yeah, My Hero Academia, um, it's weird that you mentioned Naruto because um, there's actually up in Sendai where I could just get on a train and be there in 30 minutes. I go all the time. Um, there's uh, something called the Jump Shop, which is like a, a shop of all like the Shonen Jump manga and series and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, you go in there and it's mostly One Piece and My Hero, My Hero Academia and Haikyuu. There's actually not all that much Naruto. When you go in, everything is decorated in either One Piece or My Hero Academia. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> how about, um, how about the also, well, I guess this was, I don't know if it was big here in the States or big in Japan, because the only way I could find it, well, because it got dubbed, but it was up, but I can only find it in Japanese, but was Yuri on, is Yuri on Ice still big over there? Yeah, it is, it is big over here. Um, they actually, also in Sendai, um, they had a Yuri on Ice Museum, which I actually went to and I did a video on on my Japan channel. Uh, yeah, so they've, they've been doing like the pop-up uh, Yuri on Ice things and uh, they've done, a, they, they do a lot of merchandise for um, Yuri on Ice and a lot of like gachapon machines have like the Yuri on Ice keychains and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's actually pretty popular here. Have you... Um... Have you ever had the real the real pork cutlet bowl? I have. Well, I don't. I don't know if I've had the same one from the show, but I have had pork cutlet bowl before, so I guess I can at least say that. What, what does it taste like? Because I want to make it for myself, and I found a recipe on YouTube. But I, I actually wanted to. I want to actually get it like a like like a not opinion, but like what I want to actually like wanted to hear what. From someone who actually lives in Japan, who had in Japan from where it's actually from, wanted to know what it tastes like, you know? Uh, it's fantastic. I, I will say I'm more of a fan of chicken katsu, but pork katsu is uh, also just as good. It, it's weird because I don't, I'm not a big fan of pork meat when I eat it in the States, but when I eat it in Japan, it's pork is such a staple in Japan, and there's something about it here that it tastes better. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, it tastes great. If you like fried pork and rice and stuff, it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I know this, I know this is going to be like a, a big shot down and I know a lot of people in Japan use this in their recipes, but I've never been a big fan of rice. 
Yeah. Oh, man. If you come to Japan, it's like you eat rice. I had rice last night. Um, I eat rice almost every day. Um, not even just at restaurants, but um, we buy like huge, ba- like 30-pound bags of it, and we'll keep it in our house, and we'll just eat rice whenever. Um, you might like rice better. It, they they really like the white sticky rice, and just the way that it's made here is really good. Um, it's really soft. Um so if you, I mean, I would at least try it if you come to the States, you might, or if you come to Japan, it you might actually change your mind and like it. But for me, it always depends on what's with the rice, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I, I never, Japan has never really crossed my mind of a place. I always wanted to go to, I always wanted to go to England. That's one place I really. Me too. Me too. I want to go there too. <laughs> like, I want to go there so bad. I want, I want to see... Big Ben. I want to see the the bridge. I want to see the the double decker bus. I want to see it all. You know. Yeah, dude. Same. That's 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 a that's a place I want to go to too. It's just it's just I don't know. Japan has never been one of those places that ever crossed my mind to ever go to. I don't know why. Right. But like, if you, but if you ever come back to the states and come to Illinois of all places, it'd be like, hey, I'm here. Yeah, I'll let you know. It's weird because, like, I always, um, when I was, when I first flew to Japan, um, I flew out of Houston and then into LA and then into Tokyo. Um, but I flew back for my friend's wedding um, in June. And then when I was flying back to Japan, I flew through um, Chicago, I think it was Chicago O'Hare yeah. Airport. Um, and man, Chicago is such a beautiful city. So I'd like to actually go back. I went to Chicago in. Uh, my senior year of high school, my high school trip was actually um, going to Chicago. So I got to eat at like the Hard Rock there and got to take one of the double decker bus tours and stuff like that. So it's a really pretty city. I actually like Chicago better than New York. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this, I mean, like, I like it here too. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was born in Chicago. I was born and raised a Chicago inmate. So I was like, no ketchup on the hot dog, you know, like, <laughs> same. Just, like, 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 if like if you if you come here and you and you put ketchup on a hot dog, dude, how dare you be called a Chicagoan? <laughs> right. But but no, I mean like it's it's just a great city. I mean I'm not really big in the sports, but like I but I was I did kinda, I did get really excited when the Cubs won the World Series. <laughs> oh yeah, so I don't follow sports that much, so I can't say anything about that really. But like, but yeah, I mean like the. The food here is great. The plate, everything, uh, all the good areas around here are good. Um, it's just a really, it's just a really nice place. I and mean, if you do come here, um, if you do come, if you do come around these parts, uh, hit me up and we can. If you want to chill, uh, I'm down. Yeah, dude, I'd be down too. I've always wanted to come back to Chicago, and I've always wanted to go to Anime Central, y'all's convention there. So. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> everyone says, and everyone tells me, go to Anime Central. It's like the biggest freaking thing that ever come come to Rosemont. I'm like, I'm like, well, I, I'm I'm always like, well, I never had the time. I never had like the money. And, yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> but but like but like I always go to Anime Midwest, which is a excellent convention. It's it's excellent. Um, Kano Delete's really good too, but I'm not going to it this year. Because um, I went to it last year, but I'm not going this year because I'm actually going to Maine to go to another convention where I, where 
if people don't know by this point, I do another podcast called Adventure Time Guys, which couldn't be done yesterday because of the whole power outage I had. But um, I'm going up the main to a convention with my other co-host Cameron, and I'm going to be doing a panel up there for the for my other podcast, and we're going to be on stage with these other podcasters, and we're just going to have all this fun talking to people about our podcast. Oh, nice. Congratulations on that uh, panel. Hey, thanks. I mean, I feel I feel like Adventure Time guys hadn't really hit its peak yet. Not Cyber Time I isn't either, but I'm, but I'm trying my best. But, <clears throat> but like, it's that's going to be really fun, and I'm really going to miss... I'm really gonna miss skipping the pop culture con and and kind of delete this year, but that's just that's just how the cookie crumbles when you're trying to save to go all the way to Maine. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but like, but yeah, I mean, what? How's the convention scene in Japan? Is it really popular? Obviously, because you know anime and all that. Yeah. Oh gosh, convention culture is so weird here. Um, I actually my first week that I was. Uh, in Japan since moving, um, I was with some friends in Tokyo, and uh, we went to Anime Japan, um, which is a fairly newer convention. It was it's their fifth year, and it's 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 weird because I expected so much anime, but most of the stuff that was being advertised were actually just anime phone games. Phone games are so big here in Japan, um, but the con is weird. Like, there's not really all that much cosplay. There's cosplay sections of the convention. Um, and, you know, there's no panels or anything. It's mostly just an exhibition hall for uh, companies to uh, advertise their show or their game. Uh, so we kind of went for one day. We went for about four hours and then left. I got tons of free stuff, like anime water bottles and bags and hats and all this. And, like, manga and stuff is crazy. So you get a lot of free stuff if you go. And it's only, like, 22 bucks for a ticket. So I I, like, recommend anyone who wants to go, they should go. It's fun. But um, I plan to go to Comiket in December if I can make it, um, which is basically the the biggest convention that they have here in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mostly for, like, doujin and, like, fan art and comics and stuff. There's a little bit of anime stuff. But, uh, yeah, there's not as many conventions as there are in the States. I mean, in the States, there's, like, 20 conventions a weekend all over the country. Whereas here, you know, it's it's not it's not as much like that. Yeah, because because yeah, because you know Japan is such a tiny country, and then the United States is like that big old country that with million states in it. Right, like it's so access to Tokyo is so easy and so affordable. Um, I mean, I can I can spend sixty to eighty bucks on a bus ticket round trip from here to Tokyo, and uh, you know, I'm I'm like a six hour drive from Tokyo. So that's really nice. Um, there's also flights all over the country as low as like 50 to a hundred bucks to fly to Tokyo. So, you know, whereas back in the States, you know, if I wanted to go to anime expo, I'd have to drop 500 bucks on a plane ticket to go to LA, um, or, you know, drop $200 on the flight to New York or a train to New York city to go to some of those big conventions. So that's the other nice thing is that they can just have their cons in Tokyo and everyone can generally make it. Uh, whereas in the States, it's just, they have to have more of them, you know? So what are, um, what, so do you know how in the States, when people talk about other countries, they say stuff like, like, Oh, like, like, I guess they're, I don't know if they're, I guess they're stereotypes. 
where where I guess they're like they're like oh like oh in Japan like you know they have sushi everywhere and they have anime <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Like, what are some stereotypes you heard in the states before you went to Japan? That when you got to Japan, you're like, that was not true. Like, it's nothing like that. Oh man. So some of the stereotypes. It's actually weird because a lot of younger people um, don't tend to have as many uh, dumb stereotypes for some reason. But which was kind of shocking because a lot of older people that I talked to, they kind of view, like I had someone ask me if I had access to the internet in Japan. And I'm like, yes, I have access to the internet in Japan. Like, actually, I have fiber optic internet which a lot of places in the u.s don't have yet but i can have it in my own home like i have amazing internet and like some people were asking like do you have electricity and like it's like it's the weirdest thing is like so many people are so ignorant of how developed other countries are like or they just think that america is like the only developed country um but yeah i had people ask me the weirdest things like oh do you do you do you only eat like fish and sushi and rice is like no like i literally can go to mcdonald's i can go to kentucky fried chicken uh there's 7-eleven like i can get so many western things and i can have a super western lifestyle here in japan um so yeah those are just some i feel like a lot of people mix japan with china mainland china um, just just out of pure ignorance, and they just don't study um, about other countries. But yeah, those are some of the things that have been uh, <laughs> said to me. So I always wondered because I always because I know McDonald's is all over the world, obviously because it's a big, humongous chain. Yeah, I always wanted to know is is McDonald's in the states taste different with McDonald's in Japan? Like like is there a taste difference? Yeah, I I think there's a quality difference and. Like, what I mean by that is how the food is actually prepared. Because when you get, like, if you get a cheeseburger from McDonald's in the States, you open up, it's all squished, and the cheese is, like, falling out of the patty. And it's just, it doesn't look like it was made very well. But here, the workers at the McDonald's, I guess they just take more pride in their jobs or something. But, you know, what you see in the picture on the menu is generally what you're going to get. Like, the burgers look so nice and well-made. And so I just think that that alone can help the taste of it. I think everything here tastes better at McDonald's. I think the nuggets are higher quality. Um, <laughs> You can tell I like McDonald's. Um, so, right, yeah, yeah, I mean, I didn't really eat at McDonald's all that much back in the States. But here, I, I love going to McDonald's. <laughs> it's actually funny. I... I had McDonald's today before we did this, and I got and I got the McNuggets. Yes, those are my favorite. <laughs> and I, I love them here, but I never had them in Japan. Like I never had they're, like a they're Japan. good. They're so good. They had spicy ones, like spicy McNuggets, um, in July, and they were so good. <laughs> did they um? Did they still do the eggnog milkshake during like Christmas time? I don't know. Um, I haven't I haven't spent a Christmas in Japan yet, so this will be my first one. So. Um, I'll see, but they do have, they always have, um, some unique stuff, like they had some kind of, like, coconut drink, uh, for the summer, and, like, they have, um, melon fanta soda, so they have some different things, they have these little pancake things for breakfast as well, so they have a different menu than back in the States, um, I know they have, like, a shrimp burger, (laughs) a teriyaki burger, so yeah, just some, some different stuff. They... The, the world's biggest, or I guess, I don't know if it's the world's biggest or the state or the country's biggest, but in Orlando, they actually have a huge McDonald's and it's so huge they make pizzas. No way. Oh, that's rad. 
I, w- I would eat a McDonald's pizza. <laughs> the McPizza. <laughs> That's cool. It, it, it's so cool. I mean, but like, do you, you guys? Well, you guys have like the normals, like you know, McDonald's, KFC. Uh, you guys have Taco Bell too, right? Um, the only Taco Bell, like, okay, McDonald's and KFC are everywhere because those are like American fast food staples in Japan. But um, the, there's only two taco two or three taco bells in the country i think there's two in tokyo and then there's one in osaka um but i think that's it <laughs> i feel like i feel like they don't the taco bell doesn't go over as well in in your country as right you. but taco bell is yeah. amazing <laughs> yeah i love taco bell. i miss taco bell um it's just I, I i've been in tokyo so much but i've never been on the side of town that has the um the taco bell uh, I want to try it, but uh, Mexican food just isn't very popular here in Japan. It's just, it's hard to find. I don't think I found any Mexican food outside of Tokyo. I found Mexican food when I went to Summer Sonic, the music festival, um, two weeks ago. But I don't feel like that really counts. So I haven't really found Mexican food in Japan outside yeah. of the Taco Bell. <laughs> well, well, I can, well, I can, well, it's understandable that Mexican food wouldn't be like huge in Japan because that's not what they're known for. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, but like I never had sushi before. But it's just I, I don't know why. It just never has interested me to have sushi because I guess it's just the the way it looks and it's in the fish is raw and it's like yeah. It is it safe to eat raw fish? Um, it depends on how it's prepared. And Japan par- prepares it very safely. So like sushi here is definitely safe to eat. Um, as long as it's like very fresh and stuff. Um, I'm kind of iffy about the, the raw fish too. Um, I do eat some sushi, um, and I've tried raw fish sushi, but I, I'm just very careful that I eat cause I've gotten food poisoning way too many, not in Japan, but I've gotten food poisoning way too many times in my life to want to ever risk anything. So I understand the thing with sushi. Um, the good thing is if you go to like one of the conveyor belt sushi places, mm-hmm. they have other things on the menu, um, which is nice. Like this sounds so like American to do, but I've literally ordered French fries at a sushi, at a sushi restaurant once. <laughs> dude, dude, you don't even know. I love French fries like no other, so I'm right on that boat with you. <laughs> right, like, and the cool thing is that they're actually really good. <laughs> no, it's like, no, it, it, no, it's funny. I, I can see you at like some sushi restaurant, and you'd be like, and the, the waiter comes out, it's like, what do you want? And and you're like, uh, I don't want the sushi. Can I get the French fries. It's like. Ugh. How big? <laughs> right. Yeah. Same. <laughs> oh my god. No, that that'd be hilarious. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I mean, I just, I, I love orange. I love orange chicken. Orange chicken, I love. Yeah, that's good. That's more Chinese, though. I don't think I've ever seen that really here, unless it's at a Chinese restaurant here. To, I, but um, Panda Panda Express is Chinese, right? Yes. But do they have them there? I don't think. Uh, I don't know. Let me look at uh, Panda Express. Oh, apparently there's one in Tokyo. Yeah, there is literally one in Tokyo. Tokyo has. Oh everything. well, it's outside of Tokyo. Oh, okay, this makes sense. It's in Kanagawa Prefecture, which um that prefecture a prefecture is basically a state in Japan. Um, that prefecture has the city of Yokohama, and Yokohama has like the biggest Chinatown 
in the world outside of China. <laughs> uh, so that makes sense that the Panda Express would be there. <laughs> it's there, there's just so much. I mean, like there's just so much to understand about that country that that I would have to like dig deep for me to understand everything. Right, right, Shane. <laughs> I live here, and there's still so much to like explore, and that's what what I like about it. I feel like it won't get old for me. Um, and it, it does, it gets old for some people, you know, after two years, they're done after five or 10 years, they're done. But I feel like so far there's, there's still going to be so many things for me to, um, explore and find out and discover, um, that I'm just really excited to stay here for a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. I forgot to ask you too, but like you cosplay, right? Yes. Wait, um, who, what's, I know you cosplay Amy and that's probably your favorite one, right? Yeah, that's my favorite to wear for sure. <laughs> but like but like how many how many cosplays have you done in the past and how many do you do now? Um okay, uh, answer that first and I'll ask you the next one. Um I used to like I don't know how many cosplays I have, but I would at least wear like two or three to a con. Um if it was a full weekend con. Um, I haven't been to a convention since February, um, just because after I moved to Japan, I just didn't go to any conventions. Well, besides, uh, anime, uh, Japan, here in Japan, but, um, I do plan to cosplay again at Ichiban Con and MAGFest, which I'm coming back for in January. Um, I don't know, it's just that I don't feel a need to cosplay here in Japan because, I, I don't know, I'm kind of... Like, I, I am more interested in, like, the panel parts of conventions and getting the free stuff at conventions and seeing, you know, voice actors and stuff than I am cosplaying. So, I, I've kind of fallen out of cosplay here and there, but, like, I know that when I go back for Ichiban Con I'll, and MAGFest, I'll probably pull Amy back out. And I plan on doing Zero Two from Darling and the Franks and probably some Fate Grand Order cosplays, but... Yeah, in Japan, I don't really do it as much, if um, at all. <laughs> I am, um, I'm a cosplayer, you could say, but I, but I'm not like, I'm not like anything fancy or, or like high, highly. Detailed. What have you? What characters have you done? Well, I have. Well, I am Well, I haven't like done like I'm, I. I want to do Yuri from uh, the the Russian one. I want to do. Russian Yuri from Yuri on Ice. Oh, nice! That'll be cool. <laughs> but, but um, the only other things I've I've cosplayed the only, the one I currently do is the original character that I made up, which is um, is is my OC that I that I bring to conventions all the time. His name is a uh, is a uh, Crash Stevens. Because, oh, nice! <laughs> and he's supposed to be. Those uh, are cool. Yeah, and um, he. He he's supposed to be ba- he he's from like the Homestuck universe and so that's was so like he's supposed to be like one like a character from Homestuck and all that stuff. Mm, nice, nice. And, that's cool. And the only other character I cosplayed, but it was really terrible and it didn't even look like him at all, was uh, Marshall Lee from Adventure Time. Oh, okay. I'm not I'm not familiar with the characters, but <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine, but it's. It was so. If you saw the real character and then you saw mine, you would have been like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> no." Why? Why? Because because the real character 
wears a flannel, and I was wearing a flannel, and I was in the real character wears jeans rolled up on the bottom, and I did all that. But the only thing I didn't do was get a wig to look like his, um, didn't paint my skin gray, and I didn't put, and I put zeros and no effort into making it look like him at all. I didn't even put fangs in. I just looked like a dude wearing flannel and jeans. Hey, man, as long as you're having fun, you know, that's the important part. <laughs> it really is. It really is, because I can tell you right now that ever since, because my first con was in 2015, and I went to Wizard World, and everyone... Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one to go to. Not, well... Kinda, because it, it's not really that great. It's more that that con's more corporate than anything. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I've never been to one, but I kind of feel you on that. <laughs> but um, the cons I go to now that I put on rotation is I go to um I go to Anime Midwest every year because that's like it. I I know you're not gonna get these references, but um, but in wrestling terms. I consider Anime Midwest as SummerSlam, and I considered C2E2, which is like the biggest convention in Chicago. Mm. Um, I consider C2E2 WrestleMania, and so and so I feel like I can't miss those two because those are like the biggest shows of the year for me. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, so I go, so I go to those, and I also go to um, where's the other one I went to, um. For, there's other ones I went to, but I forgot I forgot the name of them right now. But like, um, like you know, kind of delete obviously, and the pop culture kind of obviously. But I think C two E two and Anime Midwest are like the biggest ones I go to every year. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of most of those, but that's awesome. I don't know if you. There's one coming to Chicago that I don't know if you'll be really interested in because it's going to be first year, but they're starting a. They're starting up a brand new convention here in Chicago, and it's going to be called Comic Con Revolution, and it's and starting up next year in June. Mm, no, I've, I don't think I've ever heard of it. Well, yeah, yeah, because it's all it's um, it's brand it's like grand spanking brand new, and next year it's going to be its first year, and I may I might want to go. To, I'm thinking about going to it because like new con. Gas support is locally around in my area. Right. Yeah, for, I'm the same way. I mean, I uh, there's one called Star City Anime that is, like, 45 minutes from where I live, and it's, like, my closest convention. And uh, I've gone to that one every year it's had it because I just like to support the local ones. And there's one called Kansai Con um, in the city that I'm from, too. And I like uh, I like going to that one. And so I think it's good. I think it's good to support, like, the local scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if you, don't, if you can't support the local con scene, then, like... What the heck, man? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. I think supporting local has like always been a thing. So, um, do you know how here in America how the shopping mall is here and there popular, but you know now Amazon's getting taken it over and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like people don't go to malls as much anymore. Is there? There's malls in Japan, right? Yeah, huge ones, huge ones. I did a video on one of them too. Is it um, is it bigger than like per se Mall of America? I have no idea. I've never been to Mall of America, but I I don't know. I th- I would want to I would want to say that Mall of America is bigger because I know that it has like a theme park in it. Yeah, it has a fr- it has a freaking theme park in that thing, dude. 
Yeah, like that. That's got to be way bigger. Yeah, it had, and no, it's so big that it has a full-size building of a Hard Rock Cafe in it. Oh, that's awesome! I love Hard Rock Cafe so much. It's actually my favorite place to eat. You do? I do. I love it there. I never, I never been there. Really, really. Yeah. Like it's um, good. I remember Planet Hollywood. <laughs> Oh, I've not, oh yeah, I've been to a Planet Hollywood. I've been to the one at uh, Myrtle Beach, and um, that's in South Carolina. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. I remember Hard Rock. But I've never been to a Hard Rock, but I I don't think I've ever been to Planet Hollywood either. But, mm. but they're both pretty yummy. They're kind of expensive because you kind of pay for the the like idea of it <laughs> or the atmosphere. Yeah. But they're still pretty tasty. It's actually it's actually funny and it's and this is goofy at the same time, but back in the late nineties, like ninety eight, ninety nine, uh the the Dota F at the time opened up their own restaurant in Times Square in New York and they had that open since two thousand two. And then after they went out of business they turned it into a hard rock. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Well, that's pretty cool. So, have you ever been in that Hard Rock Cafe in, New- in the Times Square, New York? Well, that used to be a Dota restaurant at one point. <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I-, I still wish they were still around today because I could be like, I want to go to New York so bad. <laughs> I've-, I've only been to New York once, but I do want to go back. I- yeah, but you- I know you don't like it as much as um, Chicago over here. Yeah, I, Chicago's better. <laughs> so, um, how is, uh, so, I, I don't think I asked you this here. Um, so how do you get around Japan knowing that, you know, like, obviously everyone's talking Japanese and you speak English, so, like, how do you, like, how do you get around and talk to people and all that stuff if you, if you need to know something? Um, well, when I... Uh, when I first moved here, um, my husband, he had, because he's with the company, um, he had his travel from Tokyo to where we live uh, paid for and, like, helped for him. So, like, he just, he got the easy way out. Um, but I had to kind of figure out my own way, especially because I was staying in Tokyo for an extra week with friends and stuff. So, um, there was one time where I was unsure. I got to um, Fukushima, which is uh, a city south of me. Um, and... I usually use Google Maps to check the train times and check which train I'm supposed to go to. And uh, But there was something – Google won't always translate everything. So there was an alert on Google on, on that particular station I was at, and I couldn't understand it. Fortunately, I was able to go up to someone and be like, Ego wa hanasemasu Which is like, do you speak English? And fortunately, this older gentleman, he did speak pretty good English, actually. And he was able to tell me that, like, there was an accident on one of the tracks and that in, like, 30 minutes another train is coming. And so that was good because I was a little panicky there for a minute. I was like, oh, no, I don't know how to read this. I don't know what to do. But um, as long as you can ask someone if they speak English, uh, generally someone can find you someone who will speak English. Um, but there has always, there's also been asked for directions and a person didn't know English very well, but I knew enough to get the idea. And Japanese people are so nice and they're so willing to help, uh, foreigners get around that I've, I've really never had any problems. I've never gotten like panicky lost. I've never, you know, I've never ended up in the wrong place. So, mm-hmm. so far so good. That's really cool. <laughs> Thanks. It really is. And so, another thing we got to talk about that we haven't touched yet, 
is yeah. I know you're gonna I know you're gonna fan geek out when I say this, but we gotta talk about your favorite little band Paramore. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I remember I remember you be no, I remember from your early even from your early videos when I was like watching like every single week that you would that you talked about nothing but Paramore. Yeah. That's actually they're in my next video on my on my Japan channel. They're gonna be in my next one. So, so like what like the only now I'm gonna be honest, the only song by Paramore I actually like know is Misery Business. Mm. And and I don't know if that if in your eyes that's a good song, but like that's the only song I really know by them. They all have they're all good songs, so and, you're all good. <laughs> so are, so being such a huge fan of them, do you were you aware that, that Haley Williams made it in a guitar hero game? Yeah, I was. I actually bought that game because she was in it. <laughs> um, there, because there was an interview that came out before the game came out, uh, where Haley Williams she like went to the um, Activision um, place and they like scanned her and like tried to like recreate her movements and everything in the game. So like I knew that she was gonna be in the game before it came out, and uh, I picked it up just because I knew she was in it. And I always played Misery Business <laughs> all the time. So and Misery Business is actually gonna be in my next video. Like I recorded some of it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 actually really really awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it'll it's uh it was a special time. <laughs> Did you um. Do you, do you like that game? Like, do you like Guitar Hero and especially that game in particular? I do, and I did, and like for a while, <clears throat> um, when it first came out, I played it all the time, and like I actually had my 16th birthday party was a was a rock band Guitar Hero party. Uh, that's so nerdy, uh, but it was, band. and um, I like going. Eh, well, then like after I went to college, like people didn't really play it all that much anymore, and it's kind of started to die out, but. Uh, I love going to conventions and playing it. Like me and my friends love to just go sing and play rock band and guitar hero at conventions. It's so fun, and uh, I really, I, I still, I really do still love the game. I, I don't think I'd ever buy it from my own apartment because it is a pretty loud game to play. But I do like to play it with friends. It, it, no, it's kind, of, it's kind of funny. It's like, it's like when you're at home, it's just like all silent on knees on the pillow, a short table, drinking tea, and then when you're out at conventions, <laughs> yeah. it's just like get all loud and sing it. Yeah. It's- it's exactly like that. <laughs> oh man, I I, I know because because I know from an I I seen in animes that when you're in Japan you're always on your knees kneeling in a in a kimono drinking tea. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've seen that. <laughs> that's the stereotype. Do people do that though? Uh, there's like tea ceremonies in like more traditional areas where they'll do that, but it's not. It's like a traditional thing. It's not like an everyday normal thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, so. but I do know about people kneeling and drinking tea. I know that for a fact. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so is is Beyblade over there popular or is that, like, a fad? Yeah, it's funny that you say that because um, when I was in Tokyo and Alan had already come up to uh, where we live now up in Sendai, um, he actually went to check out our local mall and they were legit having a Beyblade tournament in the mall and I wasn't even there. And he was like, oh, Kira, you're missing out. They're, like, having a Beyblade tournament here. You could be here. And I'm like, man, I want to be in a Beyblade tournament. So, yeah, Beyblade's huge here, mostly with the kids. I don't know how they'd feel about a 25-year-old foreign woman just walking in here and playing Beyblade. But, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> are you saying that you want Beyblade? That if I had Beyblades and you had Beyblades, would you face me? 
I would, dude. I used to Beyblade all the time in elementary school. I would, like, custom make mine, like, make sure I had a good weight disc and top and spinner and stuff. Oh the launchers, too. The launchers always mattered. Oh. I was hardcore. No, that's extreme. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, my gosh. Do you, I, I, think, I think we covered a lot of the subjects, don't you think? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, it's almost 1 in the morning here. Oh man, yeah it is. Jeez, almost three for me. But but no, but no, we. I had so much fun, and I'm so so glad I was able to meet you because you are so awesome and so fun to talk to. Oh, thank you, dude. Thanks so much. Thank you for letting me uh, come on your show and talk your ear off and stuff like that. No, no, that. no. It's fine because I I I love it. I I, I love geek, talking geeky stuff with you, man. Yeah, for real, dude. We'll have to you know chat more sometime. Yeah. yeah. So um. So yeah, um, thank you for watching Cyber Time by episode ten. Ten episodes. <laughs> Woo! Ten episodes, cool. <laughs> yeah, so you can you can find me at, on Twitter at Nostalgia Vamp on Twitter. My name it, when you type it in, you'll see the Ghostbusters logo that says Extreme Ghostbusters on it, and you'll see me. Um, I think the cover photo is me right now. Yeah. And you'll see every, you'll see all my stuff on there. You can find me on Facebook at Cyber Time White because I'm not giving you my Facebook. I'm not giving all you people out there my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you for that one. And yeah, um, yeah, you're so. Um, oh yeah, I, I guess I'll share my YouTube, even though my YouTube kind of sucks right now. But <laughs> you can find me on YouTube at Melslug nine nine one. It's it it's not anything right now because I haven't uploaded in a long time but but hopefully but hopefully I'll get back in the kick of things of doing that um so how about you you want to share your social media yeah uh, my social media <laughs> I can never remember it uh, my twitter is at Kira Hedgehog all in word just at Kira K-I-I-R-A-H-E-D-G-E-H-O-G uh that's kind of where I post a lot um I do have a Facebook like page as well that's Kira Fox K-I-I-R-A Fox um, my, and I have two channels, but the one that I want to plug the most is the Japan one, and that is Ginger Gaiden, kind of like Ninja Gaiden, but instead of Ninja, it's Ginger, uh, so look me up on there, and, uh, for any of my Japan videos, and hopefully you guys will like those. Yeah, so, from Steve, from Steven and Kira, um, thank you for, thank you for listening to episode 10 of Cyber Time Bite, and I hope all you have a fantastic day. See ya!